Hi everyone and welcome to our podcast series. My name is Jan Orford and I'll be your host for today's podcast, which is focusing on the topic of new insulin therapy and the lived experience. The learning objectives for the podcast are, one, to discuss the changing landscape of insulin therapy, two, to identify the new insulins on the market and who they are appropriate for and how they differ from the insulins already established in Australia. And the third and final uh, objective is to learn from clinical experience how use of these newer insulins have affected patients living with diabetes. Our speaker today is Dr. Ahmed Hussain, who's an endocrinology staff specialist at Bankstown Hospital, an endocrinology specialist, Western Sydney Diabetes and Integrated Care, Blacktown Hospital, an endocrinologist at Macquarie University Hospital and conjoint lecturer at Western Sydney University. Hello, Ahmed. Ahmed, um, welcome and hope you're very well today and thank you for your time. You're obviously a very busy man. Hi, Jan. I'm fine. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to be with you. And um, uh, actually, even um, during busy schedule, we have to always uh, continue with ongoing education because this is part of our job description. Absolutely. And thank you again. So I might get started if that's all right with you. And the first question yeah, sure. is, we're starting to see the new analogues being prescribed and patients are being seen in both community and inpatient settings. I just wonder if you can explain briefly to our members what rise at 730 um, to JO and FIASP are, please. I believe that we are moving into a, a new stage of um, uh, insulin uh, management and uh, we are lucky that we are uh, attending this period where we have different options for the diabetes patient. Answering your question regarding the new insulins available, we have uh, uh, one of the mixed insulin called Rhizotic, which is 70% uh, ultra-long-acting insulin analogs, which is the Diglodic, uh, and the 30% short-acting insulin, which is the insulin aspart. And as you know that the previous mixed insulin, they used to be more like intermediate acting insulin rather than long acting, together with the short acting insulin. And having a mixed insulin of a long acting and short acting uh, gives us more options uh, to deal with, with the patient. The other insulin available as well is the Tojeu, which is um, the concentrated form of the Lantus, where it is also insulin glargine, but it is 300 units per milliliter which gives longer duration of action and possibly less variability of the sugar control. And the third one, which is the FIASP, which is an ultra-short-acting insulin, which we uh, could discuss later on when we can use this one specifically. Thank you for that. And so uh, having uh, talked about these different insulins, what are your thoughts in terms of these newer insulins in, in treatment options? As any uh, new uh, drug or new formulation, there are always some advantages and disadvantages. And looking into, for example, the Rhizodig, um, if we will uh, consider the advantages for type 1 diabetes patients, um, you can see uh, reduced variability of the glucose-lowering uh, effect, uh, regardless of the time of the day, which is, which is great for them as well. And also uh, the flexibility for changing the timing of the daily dose of Rhizodig within like eight hours as long as the meal contain enough carbohydrate for the insulin aspartose because you have the combination between the short acting and the long acting. Um, so this gives the patient as well some sort of flexibility that they can have both injections in the same time. And also uh, they have 
some sort of little dietary variation from day to day. It reduced the number of daily injections uh, by almost another one injection a day. So, for example, if the patient used to have four injections as basal plus insulin, they would have three injections every day. So this is a, a, a great advantage for them as well, especially if you are dealing with a lifelong situation. In terms of the, uh, I will not say disadvantages, but some limitations that we have with the RISVIC, which is the less flexibility regarding mealtime insulin dosing, because as we mentioned, it is a combination of a short-acting and long-acting. So it has to be given with the meal. And so we are assuming that the patient will have always uh, the RISVIC with the meal. And also the other limitation is due to the ultra-long action of the insulin deglutic component, the dose change will require two to three days to take effect. So you cannot see it immediately on, on the blood sugar levels. Um, another limitation, which is uh, having a mealtime insulin combined with basal insulin may, may cause some sort of confusion among the patient because with each dose adjustment, we have to look into the two components with the rise big, uh, 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 as either the short-acting or the long-acting one. In terms of the type 2 diabetes patients, um, the advantages could be comparing one daily RISVIC with the previous pre-mixed insulin. You can still use it, for example, with the largest uh, carbohydrate meal of the day, and you're having long-acting long insulin compared to the previous uh, long-acting insulin like Lantus, you will see some sort of longer duration of action. And if the patient will miss the dose, it can be taken within the next meal as long as the carbohydrate content is, is sufficient with, with this meal. Um, so it's, it's a, a, great, uh, disadvantage, a great advantage for, for, uh, for type 2 diabetes patients. In terms of the limitation with type 2 diabetes patients, that uh, again, making any changes to the dose, we have to put in consideration the carbohydrate intake and we have to put in consideration what will be the impact from the short-acting uh, component. The, other new insulin like TUGU, I would say that generally it is more or less similar to the Lantus. There is no much uh, difference. However, having concentrated insulin will give longer duration of action and less variability of the sugar level. And we can use it with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes patients. And most likely you will have more stable blood sugar levels with those patients. The other uh, uh, advantage for the TUGU as well that it is less volume. So one unit of TUGU has the smallest injection volume compared to one unit of any other long-acting insulin, and this will reduce the possibility of uh, lipohypertrophy as well. If we are talking about the FIAS, uh, as a faster insulin, uh, they are adding two other components into it, which is the L-arginine and the Vitamin B3, and, and both of them working on the fat level to help the quicker absorption of, of the insulin. So it is another advantage for diabetes patient, especially type 1 diabetes patient, because we always tell them you have to have the short-acting insulin with meals. But now, even if they missed it at the time of the meal, they can have it within 20 minutes of, of starting the meal, which is, which, is, which is great for them as well. And uh, peak of action is about uh, six, seven, seven to six minutes earlier than uh, the usual short-acting insulin. And especially in the first 30 minutes of the administration, it worked very, very fast. Well, the duration of action itself, it is more or less similar to the uh, uh, other uh, uh, aspartic insulin that they used to have from before. So it's another uh, good short-acting insulin available in the market. The only issue that we don't have yet uh, much data in the pump patient, so especially type 1 diabetes patient using pump. Uh, however, the initial data so far uh, suggesting that it is uh, comparable to the other short-acting insulin used to be used with the pump. However, we have to put in consideration if we have any pump patients, we have to adjust the uh, 
insulin action time to probably 3.5 hours instead of four hours. Okay, thank you for that. So what does the clinical evidence tell us about improvements to the patient, be it a quality of life or glycemic control? Um, you can cover the different formulations separately if that helps uh, in this instance. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is a very good question because um, there are some benefits seen with many clinical trials. And if we are talking, for example, uh, about trials of vegan type 1 diabetes patients, the most recent studies reveal that the risk of nocturnal hypoglycemia is reduced compared to the uh, insulin meal, the uh, previous insulin meal that they used to use with type 1 diabetes patients. And this is due to the reduced variability and, and the long flat profile of the insulin deglutate. So this is a quite important thing for uh, diabetes patients and in particular type 1 diabetes patients uh, because it's a lifelong treatment. And having one experience of hypoglycemia could be traumatic for, for uh, some of them. Uh, in terms of the evidence for rhizodegan type 2 diabetes, studies comparing the twice daily uh, intermediate premixed insulin like Novomix, uh, for example, uh, to twice daily rhizodegan revealed that rhizodegan had lower rates of hypoglycemia especially at night, and require lower total daily doses and fasting blood glucose levels were reduced as well. And also Tojeo has less risk of hypoglycemia and less glycemic variability versus Lantus, which is another long-acting insulin. In terms of the trials with the FIASP, the, the short-acting insulin, compared to the uh, insulin as part Novorabid, the lowering of blood glucose develops earlier with the FIASP, and also a total extent of the lowering effect is similar. However, it is unclear until now if this would result in any difference in risk of diabetes complications. Thank you for that. So what are some of the contraindications that you found in the use of these newer insulins? And I guess, can you explain in the process why there may be a contraindication in the first place? So I would say that it is no specific uh, contraindication away from the allergy to, to, the, to the drug itself as the major contraindication. But we have to individualize the treatment with, with, with the patient. So it, it depends on more uh, which is the best choice for the patient. So, for example, Tojeu, uh, which is a, a long-acting insulin, is less favorable for people with unpredicted daily dietary intake and exercise activities. And Rhizodic, for example, will be less favorable uh, for uh, people who might miss meal as it requires, as we mentioned before, car carbohydrate intake. So it's more about the individualization of the treatment and which is the best treatment for the patient. Great. Thank you for that. So can you provide us perhaps with one or two case examples which involve a switch from either insulin or orals to the newer analogues and what the changes have meant for the person and their supportness in the, uh, network, please? And from um, some recent cases that we uh, we see uh, during uh, one of our case conferences in Western Sydney Diabetes, that was a 59-year-old male on a triple oral hypoglycemic agents with, with hemoglobin A1C in double digits uh, most of the time. And uh, he was requested to have more uh, frequent uh, sugar testing, which revealed that the main uh, driver for his uh, hyperglycemia is post-dinner high sugar level, which can sometimes go up to 20 millimoles per liter, together with high fasting sugar level as well uh, into up to 12 millimoles. Rizvig was added uh, with his dinner, uh, which is the main meal for, for him, and with dose up titration by his GB, his HD1C improved from 11.1% to 8.2% in four months' time. Although that this is still suboptimal, but this is a significant change in a, in a relative short period. And also it showed a significant improvement with further dose adjustment or, or 
uh, and the patient sometimes could require even less insulin dose w- w- with the time. So I would say this is one of the uh, recent cases that we, we, we saw in the clinical practice and showing uh, how effective could be uh, adding uh, this new insulin. There was another uh, uh, patient, which is a 64-year-old lady, and previously was on Novomix, which is a pre-mixed insulin with intermediate-acting insulin and short-acting insulin. And she was seen in the clinic because she still sees uh, her insulin because of lipid blood sugar levels and also weight gain of 5 kilograms in two years' time. She uh, remained on her oral hypoglycemic, uh, which was at that time metformin and cetagliptin, with the addition of uh, diamicron after pre-mixed insulin sedation. However, the HPO1C remained high at 9.4%, and the dimicron was stopped, and she was commented on a basal insulin to JU, and her HPO1C improved to 7.6%, and she managed also to lose one kilogram of her body weight over a three-month period. And we, we, we know from the clinical trial that Tujeo has less impact on the weight gain compared to other pre-mixed insulin. So uh, those are two uh, cases from uh, uh, recent clinical practice, and it shows you how important is uh, individualizing the treatment with those patients and sometimes how could be uh, uh, having good efficacy and, and also uh, less side effects with those new insulins. Thank you for that. That's really interesting. So just in regard to how diabetes educators work with clients needing insulin titration or education using these newer insulins, what are your recommendations in that context? This would be uh, different according to uh, which insulin uh, they will use. But for example, talking about Tujiu as a basal insulin with with type 1 diabetes uh, to be used once daily only with meal. Uh, time uh, insulin, so it's not necessary to be given with the meal time, but you can give the short acting separately, and uh, it will require subsequent individual dose adjustment. With type 2 diabetes, uh, the recommended daily starting dose is 0.2 units per kilogram, followed by individual dose adjustment. However, we have to put in consideration uh, if the patient had previous history of hypoglycemia on the current insulin dose if we switch it from uh, uh, an insulin treatment. So there will always be a difference between insulin-naive patients compared to people who are already on insulin. And this is why uh, working on the formula where you are counting on the weight only, it is not enough. So we have to put in consideration what was the previous dose of the previous insulin and if the patient was getting any hypoglycemia on it or not. Switching from uh, insulin glargine like Lantus to, to JU, usually you go one by one and one daily uh, unit as well. However, usually higher to JU dose, approximately 10 to 18% may be needed to achieve an individual target plasma glucose range uh, within the uh, healthy range. Uh, so if any patient was on uh, Lantus and switched it to, to JU, we know that likely the patient will need more. But again, I would advise that always start one by one and then can go by titration in the follow-up visits. The patient will be switched from, um, for example, uh, once daily uh, basal insulin to once daily to GU, although that we do one by one unit, but we have to put in consideration as well that if the patient on short-acting insulin, those dose might need to be reduced as well. If the patient would be switched from twice daily basal insulin to once daily to GU, so we can see in the uh, practice sometimes patients are taking twice daily Livimir or twice daily Lantus, and we are switching them to uh, once daily to GU, the recommended initial to J dose will be 80% of the total daily dose of the basal insulin. So, for example, if patients were, ta- were taking uh, 10 units of Lantus twice daily and switch it to, to JU, 
we will go by 80% of the total daily dose, which will be 16 units of TGU as one daily dose. If we are switching from a pre-mixed insulin as Novomix, uh, Humalog mix or, or Mixstart to, uh, to GU, we have to uh, uh, do a specific uh, uh, equation, which is most of the time we are doing 80% of the uh, uh, intermediate acting insulin dose. Um, and again, I, w- I would say with this patient specifically, we have to be uh, aware of the uh, risk of the hypoglycemia. And if the patient is taking sulfonylurea or SGLT2 inhibitors, we have to put in consideration as well that those patients might increase the risk of hypoglycemia and they will require some sort of uh, dose adjustment. This is for TGU. In terms of rhizodic, because we are dealing with a short-acting component as well, we have to put in consideration uh, other factors like the exercise activities and the carbohydrate uh, intake. And uh, because of this, we have to be uh, careful with the, with the dose adjustment required. For example, in type 1 diabetes patients, it can be given once daily only with the rhizodic but in type 2 diabetes patients can be given twice daily if it's required. And as a general rule for insulin-naive patients, we generally start at 10 units daily and we adjust uh, accordingly. In terms of the FIASP, there is no specific uh, recommendation, but most of the time we go one by one uh, compared to any other short-acting insulin. Okay, thank you for that. And finally, thinking about our learning objectives for today's session, if you had any take-home messages to tie in with those learning objectives, what do you think they would be, please? I would say that uh, diabetes patients in Australia uh, have more treatment options to choose from than any time before. And However, we, we have to put in consideration that treatment individualization is important. Not every patient needs to be switched to newer insulin. And self-monitoring is the key component of the diabetes management, and particularly uh, in patients on insulin. And uh, education remains the most important factor in their overall diabetes management. Ahmed, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm, I'm sure this uh, podcast will inspire our members to start thinking about working towards expanding their skills in this area. Now, thank you to members out there listening for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And Ahmed suggested, uh, we've covered a lot of information today, but he suggested that you can refer to the product leaflet information for the discussed insulin brands for for any further uh, information to to help you along the way. So thank you again very much, Ahmed, for today's session. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye.